today we're gonna dive into my top tips to help you start improving your digestion. Top three things I highly recommend that can make a huge difference instead of running for those quick fix solutions that are really just band-aids and not addressing root cause issues. Let's talk about my top three things I would recommend you start doing today that very well could help you pinpoint the causes of those symptoms you're dealing with. And then check the show notes because I am putting a link there for a wait list to our Nourish to Thrive program. This is our foundational program to help take that overwhelm that that you've been having as you've been trying to search and figure things out, that conflicting information you're just tired of seeing, not knowing what to do. In Nourish to Thrive, we go into the foundations that you can start implementing and we do it in simple, actionable steps throughout the process to help you start improving your health, start reducing and improving all those digestive issues. I've had clients go through this program implementing the steps that we go through who have made significant gains as a result. So I hope to see you inside for now. Go get on the wait list so that you can be the first to know when things open up and get all the details. Hi friend, welcome to Made to be Thriving. My name is Melissa, daughter of the king, wife, dog mom, and a former elementary school teacher turned nutritional therapy practitioner. Are you feeling overwhelmed or even stuck in your wellness journey? You know that how you're feeling and what you're struggling with can't be normal and there must be a better way. I was there too. I started feeling that prompting of the Holy Spirit to dig deeper and he led me onto a better path with the right guidance that turned things around. This can happen for you too and I'm here to help you get there. There is hope as we put our faith first, lean into God's word and truth about how we need to take care of our bodies. If you're ready to stop just surviving and start thriving, you're in the right place. Whether you're in your car, working on your to-do list, or just needing to take a break from your busy day, tune in and be encouraged. Okay, so last time we were talking about calorie counting, portion control, those common misconceptions regarding health, whether you're dealing with trying to lose weight, trying to gain weight, all those things. Well, today I want to talk about another misconception and that is digestive issues. If you're dealing with digestive issues, those symptoms that come along with it, so often we're quick to just try to go find something that's going to relieve that, right? Well, what happens when you realize that this is a pattern? It's becoming more consistent with having these annoying symptoms. You're dealing with them anywhere from daily, every other day, once a week, usually starts minimal and then it gradually works its way up. So maybe right now, about once a week you have an issue, doesn't seem to bother you, right? Well, then suddenly, oh, now it's maybe a couple times a week and a few times a week. And before you know it, it's a daily problem and you can't figure out why I'm taking this over the counter thing, or I'm doing this thing that my doctor told me to do, and it's just not working. I'm getting worse. That was what happened for me. Things just kept getting worse. So a common misconception is we just need to go get that supplement. We just need to go get that over the counter, whatever. We need more fiber. We need more of this, whatever. The problem with that is so many times those go-tos are just temporary band-aids. They're not actually addressing the issues going on. They're just kind of covering up, helping you to feel better temporarily. 
And so a lot of times what we'll do is we'll think, oh, that helped. So I'll just take that every time I feel this. I did it. I was guilty of doing that a lot. I had certain things where I know, okay, if I take that, I actually feel better. So every time that happened, I would just take that. And the problem is we're not actually addressing the problem. We're just covering it up. And so then things begin to get worse and worse and worse. So what do we do? Well, one of the biggest things we can do is really pay attention to what we are consuming, what we're exposing ourselves to. This is the number one thing you can do for yourself and can make a world of difference. A common thing to do that you may or may not have heard of is doing a food and mood journal. This is what I have my clients do is they need to track every single thing that they are consuming, tracking their water, their food, bowel movements, any and every symptom they may possibly be having. Because when we do that and we actually track every single thing, we can then start to pinpoint causes. A lot of times if it's a food induced or environmental exposure or something like that, and then we have a symptom, we can start to identify triggers for those things. And so this is why a journal, doing some sort of a journaling is really, really helpful when you're trying to figure out what is going on. A lot of times it turns out to be the most valuable tool. Now, is it easy to do a journal? It's actually not. I remember when I was first being asked to do it, it was hard for me to be consistent. I didn't always do it. I had days where I did really good and I'd write down every single thing. And then I'd have other days I would totally forget. I'd get busy and I would never write it down. Eventually I got more consistent with it because of the practitioner I was working with. They were checking it every single time I came in. I needed to bring that journal with me. And so that helped me to have that accountability. Like I need to be tracking this. This is important. If we really want to address what's going on. This is important information for them. They need it. And so I got really good at it until we got to a point where I actually really didn't need to do it anymore unless I just wanted to. But for a while I had to do it. It was really helpful for that practitioner. And now I know why I went through it. And so now when I recommend my clients do it, it's not just busy work. It's actually a really valuable tool. And when I can see what's what they're taking in, what they're being exposed to. And when they note down any symptoms they're having, their bowel movements and all of that, I'm a second set of eyes to possibly identify triggers that they might not have even realized. And so a food and mood journal becomes really helpful. So say, for example, you have a meal, don't notice anything, you feel fine. You have another meal, then you have another meal. Well, at some point throughout the day, you are having a really bad headache or man, you just feel really constipated or bloated, or you're having diarrhea, you know, all those not so fun digestive issues, right? Well, what caused it? Well, we've got a journal. You've, if you've been tracking and writing down every single thing you've been eating, things you've been exposed to your water intake, all the things we can now go back to that journal and see if we can pinpoint what is causing that to happen. Now, are we going to be able to figure that out in one day? No. It's usually better if you're tracking for at least seven days in the beginning. And then we also want to continue that pattern way beyond that so that we can go back a ways 
and see how often this is happening and see if we can see what the trigger actually is. If we notice a pattern and a trend happening, a lot of times we can pinpoint, oh, you know what? Every time you eat this or you're exposed to this, that is when that symptom is happening or it's happening within 24 hours of that episode. So a food and mood journal becomes really helpful and a really valuable tool when we're really trying to address root cause issues. This is why I always recommend it. So if you're dealing with digestive issues or actually any kind of health issues, it really doesn't have to be just digestive, but if you're dealing with any kind of symptoms, I highly recommend doing a food and mood journal. Do that first. Here's the other thing. If we're dealing with digestive issues, one of the first questions I always ask new clients is how much water do they drink in a day? What we don't realize is when we are not getting enough water intake in the day, that can actually be a cause of a lot of the symptoms we experience. Most people are walking around dehydrated. We tend to reach for, you know, sodas and coffee and tea and sports drinks and all these things thinking we're hydrated when in fact we are dehydrating ourselves, especially if you're drinking coffee and sodas and stuff more than anything. But if we're not getting enough actual hydration, enough water intake, we are walking around dehydrated. And then what begins to happen are all the different digestive issues. We also might start having headaches, migraines, all of that. So we need to track how much water am I really taking in? And then the question often is, well, how much water do I need to drink? And the average recommended amount, you can look this up online. The average recommended amount is about half of our body weight in ounces of water per day. Now, I always let clients know that is just the average recommended amount. Everybody is very bio-individual. Some people are going to need to need to drink more. They may need less. It could depend on your activity level. There's a lot of different factors to consider here when reaching those goals for how much water you're taking in in the day. The other thing is it's not just about the amount of water, but it's also about the quality of water. So if we're reaching for those plastic bottles of water, I'm going to tell you they are not as clean as you think. Okay. The other thing is tap water is often contaminated. Well water contaminated. So many different avenues of water that we get are contaminated. So we need a really good filtration system. And a lot of the popular filters you can find at any big box store are actually not doing what you think they are. They may be filtering out some, but they're not filtering out enough of the contaminants. And we need to make sure that we are filtering out those toxic contaminants as much as possible. So this is why I always encourage actually investing in a really good quality water filter. There are great quality water filter pitchers. We use Clearly Filter. That's the brand I use. This is not sponsored by, by the way. It's just the brand that we happen to have here at home. We've been using it now for a few years. It's very lightweight, portable. So if you're looking for a pitcher option, that's been our favorite. I know there's some other ones out there as well, but the popular ones that you see at like the big box stores, I wouldn't get them. I used to get them, but then once we got this particular pitcher, I noticed a big difference in the taste of the water and the quality of the water. I could taste the difference. 
So now that's what we use. There are some other ones out there I've got my eye on for like gravity countertop filters. There's also whole house filters or under the sink filters and stuff like that. And you can go to so many different stores and see a lot of these things. However, the quality matters. So I wouldn't run out and just find the cheapest one you can because if you're looking for the cheapest, it's not going to be a good quality. We want to make sure that the right testing is being done. If you look on the website of different brands, if it's a good quality brand, they're going to have the testing available on their website for you to view. So you can see what contaminants they're actually filtering out of their filter, um, through their filter. So I would look for that clearly filtered has that has those reports on their site. Um, there are some other ones like Pro One or Pro Pure. I can't remember the name of it, but they also have a report on their website. That's another uh, one I've been hearing a lot about and hearing good things about. Um, but there's a lot of brands out there. So do your research and find a good quality water filter. It will be one of the best investments you can get. And if you have to start with something as inexpensive as possible, I love the, the clearly filtered one. I think there's some other ones out there that are fairly comparable. Um, so look into those and then a way to make sure you're staying hydrated, take a, a water bottle with you, your own water bottle. I'm talking like a stainless steel or glass. Try to avoid the plastic as much as possible. Plastic tends to leach toxins into whatever is in the container. So try to avoid plastics altogether, especially if you're storing food or beverages, try to avoid them. Now, if you're putting a drink in something plastic, like say a shaker cup or something like that, if you're going to drink it fairly quickly, then I'm not as worried about it. But if it's something that's going to be in there long for a long time throughout the day, like water, for example, I want to make sure it's not in a plastic bottle. That's going to be possibly leaching some toxins in. But I also know some people for them to increase their hydration, they're looking for those ones that have the time markers on them or the different lines on them that help them stay on track throughout the day because they're still trying to increase that water intake and that's helpful for them. So if that's what you have right now, because you already knew that, Hey, I need to increase my water. So I went out and got this and it's helping me great. That's a great starting point, but I wouldn't recommend sticking with the plastic for very long. I would recommend looking into a good quality stainless steel or glass water bottle that you can take on the go. I always take water with us anywhere we go as much as I possibly can. It's very rare for us to go anywhere and I don't take my own bottle of water with us. So I highly recommend doing that because we really want to increase our hydration. In fact, one of my very first clients I ever had, that was the first thing they did. And within a week from the first time I talked to that client and recommended, hey, let's try increasing your water because I knew that they weren't drinking very much. The next time I saw that person, they let me know that they were noticing a difference. And the only thing that they really did since they last talked to me was they increased their water intake. And this particular person noticed a difference in their digestive issues that they were having. So they just weren't drinking enough water. Now, is that all that they needed to do? No, there was other things that needed to be worked on. But just increasing hydration level made a huge difference for this particular person. And I've seen it happen for others as well. So keep track, pay attention to how much water you're actually getting. You're going to have good days and bad days. I do. 
There's some days I feel like I get plenty of water. And then there's other days I look back through the day and I'm like, wow, I definitely did not drink enough water. I'm not very well hydrated today. And I know that. So we're not going to be perfect, but we really need to work on making that more consistent and really increasing our hydration because it can make a huge difference in the health and wellness of our body, the quality of life. And we want to make sure that it's quality water. And one other thing I want to add in is we need beneficial minerals. So a tip to get some minerals into your water that's easy and you have it in your cabinet already and well, hopefully you do, is adding a dash of real sea salt. And I'm not talking table salt. The table salt that used to be so popular still is popular. It's usually the one you see at fast foods and restaurants and things like that. That's not the salt I'm talking about. I'm talking about real sea salt that has the real beneficial minerals in it. Add a dash of that to your water to help with the proper absorption of the water. That's really, really important. Just chugging water is not going to help your body. Your body's not going to absorb it properly. We want to just drink on our water throughout the day. We also need those minerals to help with the proper absorption so that you're not just running to the bathroom all the time because that water is just running through you. That's a common thing I hear as well from people like, oh, if I drink too much water, I have to go to the bathroom all the time. I 100% get that. I have the same problem. But what I've also noticed is if I'm not chugging my water, I don't do that. If I'm just taking small drinks throughout the day, I don't usually do that. And if I'm adding minerals into my water, it helps. So add a little bit of minerals to your water, some, some real sea salt. Those other options as well out there that I can share at some point as well. But that is just an easy one to do. So increasing that hydration. We talked about real foods regarding the calorie counting, portion control, and all that. So focusing on real foods, do a food journal. Track what you're eating, how you're feeling after, really monitor, and then increase your hydration, making sure you're drinking quality water and an adequate amount for your body. Really listen to your body to know if you're getting enough or if you need more, and follow that. It's really important. Okay, I hope this is helpful. So just to recap real quick, focus on the fresh food, start working on a journal, just get a notebook out and start making your own food journal, track everything you're consuming, everything you're exposed to your water intake, any symptoms that pop up, note it down, note down the time that that symptom is occurring, the date, the time you want all those details, and then making sure you increase your hydration. If you know you're not drinking enough water in the day, it's time to start increasing that water intake. Okay. I hope that's helpful and I'll talk to you next time. Hey friends, if this podcast encouraged you and taught you something new, leave a review and hit that subscribe button. The next thing you can do is share this podcast with a friend or even in your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us at made to be thriving. Come connect with us over in our Facebook community or send us a DM over on Instagram. I pray this has blessed you in some way and you find encouragement knowing you are not alone in this journey. There is always hope and let's focus on making the progress that is possible. Information provided to date are for informational and educational purposes only. The information and education provided is not intended or implied to supplement or replace professional medical treatment, advice, and or diagnosis. I'll meet you back here soon.